0: Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me this week, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week to talk about The Last Picture Show as we continue our month of Best Actor Goes to Jeff Bridges. Um, we'll be getting into a full, in-depth review of that later in the episode, but first we we'd like to start off with just kind of catching up. So, Corey, how you doing?
1: I'm so glad it's the weekend.
0: Oh, see, you say that. But it's my spring break.
1: Yeah, I know, rub it in. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> um, you know, it's Treefort. It's been Treefort since Wednesday. I'm old, I can't work full-time and hang. And also, I just couldn't justify buying a pass this year because I wanted to see three bands. Uh, ah. So I'm hoping, and also two of the three bands I wanted to see are playing at the same time. Interesting. So what's that? Because... Um, it's like all over town you know at different venues and different places mm-hmm. so um yeah so hoping i can get into low tonight uh they had my favorite album last year <sighs> but people with passes get in first and then uh. if there's any space left over then you can buy a single show ticket so if you'll just send good vibes be <laughs>
0: great how late uh when does the show start
1: Oh, my God. It starts at 12, I think, and goes until 1.30. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Um, I really wanted to see Built to Spill, but then I was like, it's $40 for the main stage pass for just yesterday, and I only really wanted to see Built to Spill, and they'd probably only play for, like, an hour, so...
0: I'm fairly confident you're making all these names up. Is that what's happening? Oh
1: my god! You don't know Bill to Spill? <laughs> I know you know Bill to Spill. They have... They're from Boise, uh-huh. but they're like a national band. They were like big in the 90s. They had a single called Car, but they're one of my favorite bands, and that is like the coolest thing about living in boise to me and when i'm in my car and i'm driving around boise and then belt to comes on the radio it's just great but wow. i've seen them like four or five times since i've lived here um
0: and but there's for the yeah. listener tree fort is a music festival in boise well
1: right? not really oh. so it, it is a music fest um it's like wednesday through sunday but it they also have a film fest and a comedy fort uh they're all called forts um they have a yoga fort they have all these different things that you can go be a part of and it's all over boise so but yeah music's a big part of it that's i think that's kind of how it started i think this is its eighth year
0: wow yeah okay um i know i know you've written up something for the site before right if i remember correctly uh i can't I can't remember. I don't know. We definitely have talked about it before, so I, I know yeah. of it, but um, I'm, I'm in the middle of a festival, too, though. Uh, I, I didn't go yesterday or today, but on Tuesday and Wednesday, I was at the Gasparilla International Film Festival in Tampa, Florida. Um, nice. I, saw, I saw three movies so far at the festival, and I'm going to probably see somewhere between four and eight movies over the next two days um, at the Holy festival heck. as well. Uh, somewhere in that ballpark. Although, I'm having some uh, car issues. Um, oh, no. Well, I went... Uh, my, my check engine light came on Monday. And I knew I was going to be driving uh, a lot because the Gasparilla Festival's is now... Um, during spring break, the Florida Film Festival has some critic screenings that I want to go to, which is in Orlando. And then the Florida Film Festival is, like, in the middle of April. So, like, I'm going to be driving quite a bit for the next month. So, I was like, I, I can't risk pushing my check engine light. So, went right to the mechanic... And my catalytic converter is going out in my truck, so I have uh, they, you know, it's not cheap, but I'm it's I own the truck, I want it to run, so I'm I'm repairing it when it needs to be repaired, and it's like going to take two days for the part to come in, so I worked out something with Big Tuna uh, where I met him halfway and he drove the rest of the way um to the, nice. f- the Gasparilla Festival, so that worked out, um and then today I was supposed to take my truck after work, uh, drop it off, which I did. And um, it was going to be about a two-hour job, he said. And I wasn't expecting to pick my truck up today. I was going to get it tomorrow, like, early, though, in the a.m. And he called me about an hour and a half later. And I was like, well, that's not a good sign because he said two hours. And rarely does it go faster. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So he's like, I got good news and bad news. So I'm expecting it to be, like, bad news is you need to spend, you know, double the money we thought because we found this other thing. And instead, it was the part came in. But it wasn't the right one that he ordered Because there's two variants And the it, they sent the wrong <sighs> variant And so he's like We already took the other one off the truck There's no way to put it back on the truck um, Oh heck Well so he's he's already prepared This, this is why I use this company Because I very much like them I'm not going to name drop Because they are a chain But um, the, the people that are near me Are always really good And he says you know I've already called Enterprise. I can get you a rental if you need a if you need a ride tomorrow. That way you're not without a vehicle all weekend. Because I know... He doesn't even know I'm on spring break. He's just thinking weekend. You know, people are going to be pissed off. And I'm like, well, I really do need a vehicle because I'm supposed to go cover this film festival. Um, and I can't get there without a vehicle. So uh, they are getting me a rental car. So I think it's actually going to work out better because I love my truck, but it is a truck. So I do... You know, gas isn't gas the, the best thing. It's not a horrible... Like, it's a it's a moderate truck. So it's not like... Super eating gas, but it definitely eats gas more than, like, a small sedan would. And that's what I think I'm going to end up getting. Because um, he was, like, he had already called Enterprise and was trying to get me another truck. But none Good. of the Enterprises around had a truck. So he's, like, do you need a truck? You know, he's thinking I have a truck because maybe that's part of my job, you know. It is definitely Word. not. It's more for comfort than anything. And also, I used to get tired of having to ask people to have a truck to move something. But
1: I told Bill our next vehicle is going to be a truck because mm. – we got a new tree, and it was so hard to get to our house because we don't have one. So I completely understand. The
0: downside is once you have a truck, everybody wants you to use it to move their stuff. So that's
1: I have like four friends, and all of you guys live in Florida. I think I'm go. fine.
0: Okay, well that helps. That definitely helps. But um, yeah, but so that that's my situation. But it's it's looking okay. And again, I like these I like these guys, and I use them a lot. Um, so I was you know. And that's I, it was nice because he was relieved that I wasn't like yelling at him and being all crazy because that's not my style anyways. And I'm, I, I didn't say this, but I was thinking about it later because I kind of was like, it's so sad that he has to be grateful that he didn't get yelled at, that I, I was rational and calm and listen to what his point was. And he had he already taken care of everything. So, like, what would I even be mad at? Because things didn't work out. He didn't pick the part himself. He ordered the part. The wrong one came in. It happens. It sucks. But they covered it. They got me a... They are getting me a vehicle. Why would I yell at somebody for that? Like, oh, thank you for taking care of things. You nice man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I
1: think that you should know from working in... Because we both have worked Mm. in customer service for so long that we know that people are not rational.
0: Oh, I completely agree with you. I'm not saying he's wrong for feeling that way. I'm saying it's sad. That he has to mm-hmm. feel that way because people are—that's like crazy.
1: When people thank me and are sincerely just blown away that I ask them how their day is going mm-hmm. when I'm out somewhere, and I'm like, "That's sad."
0: Well, that's, I want to make sure because he's—he's actually a new guy at this place too, and I've been using this place for years because it's near my house, and they've always treated us pretty well. But I, I really want to make sure, like, he knows, like, look, man, I come here because I can't do this myself, and I treat you with respect because I need to trust. That you're not gonna screw me over either because I can't I don't have a lot of money to spend on my car I'm a teacher for the love of God I don't get paid tons of money um, but I gotta have a car so I need to know that I can take it to you that you're not gonna screw me over you're gonna fix what I need to get fixed and if something goes wrong on your end you're gonna take care of it and so far that's what I'm seeing I love it I know this is not a car podcast but if you travel a lot for your job which granted this is not my job but to, to in order to do a lot of the festivals and stuff requires me to travel and so i need my vehicle to run and know that i can get home and back because i want to be with my wife and kid at the end of the day i don't want to be sitting waiting for a tow truck or something you know
1: that's totally where you want to be right on the side of lake i4 or something yes exactly
0: Exactly. because people are so safe on that interstate so i'm sure nothing bad would ever happen Mm. Um, and that's the thing i have an uncle on my dad's side who um was like he was he had stopped to help someone who had been in a car accident and he got hit and he he's okay but you know he had a lot of medical problems because he was in like while he was helping someone else in an accident another car who wasn't paying attention went by and hit him and it could have been much worse obviously but still like that kind of stuff freaks me out because I have an uncle who went through that you know um and that was a part of my family I didn't know when it happened but like I was told the story when I met them all and everything and it was it's a, it's a sad story that that kind of thing can occur especially when you're being a good Samaritan and then it like totally backfires on you you know um mm-hmm. but but otherwise um i I also I, I got to be a hero Corey at my my job my real job and hero after that story is probably such a bad term so let me rephrase yeah. I am I, I asked my boss if this week, because it was a week before spring break if we could wear jeans all week right like i asked on monday evening and she didn't respond she gets a lot of emails so I i didn't sweat it that she didn't respond no big deal um but apparently i get home last night from uh seeing a movie that i'll talk about in a few moments and i see an email with my name in the subject line and i'm like what is this about and my boss has given us uh, because I asked for this week and she didn't see it, she's letting us wear jeans for the rest of the school year. What? The the teachers at my school are going to get to wear um, jeans for the rest of the year um, because of a, a very simple question. I just was like, you know, I don't I don't mind wearing dress clothes, although I, I do prefer being comfortable, and I find jeans to be a lot more comfortable. Um, and so I, I come home from seeing the movie, and I have this email that says, you know, thanks to uh to john burke everyone all, all the teachers are going to get to wear jeans for the rest of the year after we come back from spring break and i'm just like all right and then of course then there's a bunch of emails from my coworkers like all right you rule thank you so much kind of thing because you know again we don't have to wear jeans but it is it's very comfortable
1: it's nice
0: and um yeah so i uh I am excited about that little opportunity because again, it was is one of those moments where you you ask something kind of like not as a joke, but you're also not expecting it and then it, when you get way more than you're expecting, it's a it's a pretty good feeling. Um so again, not so much a hero as I am uh, you know, a a lucky giver of comfortable clothing for the rest of our our work year, uh, which is about 2 months. You know, it's it's, it's a lot it's a long time, really. Uh, we have a week to relax, and then we get two months of wearing jeans to work. And it, of course, nice. it's it, and the other bonus with that is it is testing time when we come back. Um, and so, you know, that's a nice little perk that we're going to be able to be comfortable while we have to stand and and monitor all the kids testing for various uh, subjects and such. So, awesome. uh, now, and, uh, you want to get into what we've been watching?
1: yeah my list is gonna be a little
0: boring mine is super long so um Corey, what have you been watching since the last <laughs> time we recorded an episode
1: i think i'm i'm still watching king of the hill guys i just uh you know it just makes me happy um there's nothing
0: wrong with that it's a good show
1: it is a very good show um and i just think i'm gonna start calling everybody Shug, so you no know, watch <laughs> out i love that nancy calls everybody Shug, but um I did get to the movies. I don't get to the movie theater very often anymore. Um, but Saturday I went and saw the newest How to Train Your Dragon. Ah. And I liked it a lot.
0: I just liked it a little. I thought it could have been um, way cooler. but it, I, I, I hope. I, I just I, like it.
1: I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, and there were a few tears shed. Um, and I just love Toothless so much. But I do yeah. hope that they end the series. Like, it needs to just stop now. We don't need anything else.
0: My understanding is, and again, you never know, because, like, Toy Story should have really ended with a trilogy. Um, I am very apprehensive about this fourth movie. And... Oh,
1: but I'm probably going to see it anyways. Oh, and I'm definitely they had, gonna see God it. only knows, but Beach Boy's playing the whole time.
0: Yeah, I just really, really hope it is not gonna wreck uh any i mean a movie doesn't necessarily wreck the past ones but i am always concerned that you can tarnish a legacy you know yeah
1: and it can make me like be apprehensive about going back and watching those other ones even though probably shouldn't but
0: yeah so um did is that king of the hill and how to train your dragon 3 that's it
1: yeah that's all i can remember right now i like one of my evenings i spend all like um we went and got the tree it's a ficus tree i'm just living out my dreams of having an indoor you know jungle um working on that i feel like i was really busy this weekend now i can't remember i feel like i was in the twilight zone i don't know what i've been doing i did work some overtime but you know well that's
0: always nice which i guess especially because you don't have to like leave home to work overtime huh
1: I know, and Bill today, he was like, gosh, I really thought you were going to start getting cabin fever.
0: Oh, well, and you're just not, you're just, like, content? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, Bill's like, blah, 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 do you want to go? And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, we can go for a walk in the neighborhood, but I'm good.
0: <laughs> man. I know. Yeah, I, you know, I, like, spring break, usually at my, my breaks, I'm just um, stuck. Like, I don't end up going anywhere because there's nothing to do or whatever. Um, and we have pets, so it's hard to, like, really go out of town or anything. And ca- and my wife never can take off during spring break because while it is oh, yeah. our time, it is retail's busy time because all the kids are off on vacation. So they expect her to be there. So, like, it would just be me and, and my kid going anywhere anyway. So, um, but this week I have that festival. So I'm actually thinking I'm going to be, you know, out of my house a lot. But normally I do, after three or four days of not having anywhere in particular to go, I start getting real anxious, and like I just need to be out of the house. Um, even if like I'm not a big fan of crowds or anything either, but I just I just get where I need to leave, you know. But it mm-hmm. sounds like you're I, content.
1: I used to be like that, and just really not anymore.
0: Well, I'm really um, 87. I've seen a few movies because last weekend, uh, when we recorded our last episode of Top Five Movies, which is out now for you to listen to, we did our uh, top five Tim Burton movies. And I had some gaps, um, which I think when we recorded this last week, I just watched Mars Attack, Um, but I had not yet watched Corpse Bride, Big Fish, or Ed Wood. Um, I watched all three of those last week, and I won't get into any details, listeners, because if you want to hear what I thought, check out the Top 5 episode, because I I might talk about all of those movies on the episode, who knows. Um, But since then, I, of course, watched Last Picture Show, which I watched on Monday, because I knew I was going to be at the festival this week, and I didn't want to mess up my viewing opportunities um but uh then on tuesday night Mm. i went to the opening of the gasparilla international film festival and i saw a movie called the hummingbird project um which i i'd barely heard of beforehand but it stars jesse eisenberg alexander skarsgard selma hayek and michael mando who i really liked a lot of uh he was on breaking bad um and i guess he's on better call saul but i've not really seen better call saul um I love the performances. Alexander Skarsgård is almost unrecognizable in this movie, and uh, he gets some really funny parts. And there's there's actually a lot of little funny parts. Um, it's an interesting plot. It's got this uh, a theme of greed, as it it deals with like uh, trading like stocks and bonds, and um, ultimately it deals mainly with the internet speed in which the uh, exchanges can communicate. So the idea being that these the company. That has the fastest connection oh. gets a head start on the trades. Like they're able to make offers faster and make purchases quicker. Thus, they can they they can rule. And um, it's really interesting, and I found it very very uh, en- engaging. Despite Corey, despite having one of the worst viewing experiences of a movie ever. Oh, so it was in this really cool theater that I'd never been to. You've been to the Polk Theater in Lakeland, right?
1: Um, mm-mm.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, well, it's it's no. one of the uh, only atmospheric theaters still left in the, the country, from my understanding. And by atmospheric, it looks like uh, the screen is surrounded by, like, a facade where it looks like you're outside. The ceiling has stars what? on it, and it's really, really cool. Um, I've posted some pictures in the past on Instagram. But, um, so Tampa has one as well, which I didn't know, which is the Tampa Theater, where they opened the, the festival this year. It was my first time being there. The theater was uh, was excellent. The downside was two people sitting behind me and Big Tuna were not there to watch a movie. They were apparently there to have a conversation. And, I mean, I've heard people talk during a movie, and usually it's at least about the movie. These people were literally turned facing each other, not watching the movie at all. And everyone around us was getting agitated, but a lot of people were not um, willing to do anything. Yeah, and Big Tuna said something... And they apologized and they stopped for a few minutes, but it started again. Finally, he and I, after about an hour into the movie, we got up and we found new seats. Which, unfortunately, I wish we had moved. Like we we took like the first row of the up. Like there's, these theaters are huge. They they hold lots of people because they also have a stage, so they don't have to just do movies. They can do like dances and stuff. Like,
1: I. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no. if these are the correct photos, holy heck, this is a beautiful place.
0: Oh yeah, it's, they're great. Tampa Theater and the Polk Theater, are both uh, very, very beautiful theaters. Um, they don't always have movies going, of course, so it's not always a a film situation. But um, this particular time, we move back farther when we when we're finally annoyed to the point where we need to move, and we find out that the back row of the section we were in has like more like couches than movie seats. And, like, with little tables so you can put, like, your drinks on and stuff. And I'm like, well, man, I would have, this was so comfortable. I would have rather started here. But, you know, so in a way it was better. But ten minutes after we moved, they finally got up and left. And I'm just like, why do you, one, you came to a film festival to not watch a movie. Like, what is up with you? Just stay outside. It's cheap to stay outside and have a conversation. It doesn't cost you any money um, to stand on the sidewalk and talk. But then once, if you don't like the movie, then leave. Don't ruin it for other people. Um, and again, there's a lot of critics at a festival because these are movies that you won't be able to see um, in the theater usually for a little while, if ever. So, it seems
1: like at least for a year.
0: Yeah, sometimes for a year. So i um, very frustrated with that experience. And again, I don't blame the festival. Uh, I just can't believe how rude these particular people were. But the next night... I went and saw this amazing movie, Corey. I think you'll love this film when it comes uh, to where you can see it. It's called The Tomorrow Man. It's John Lithgow and Blythe Danner. You might remember Blythe Danner at the very least from uh, Hearts Beat Loud, she plays Nick Offerman's mom in that. Yep. And then uh, John Lithgow is you know freaking iconic, right? Um, it's like it's not listed as a romantic comedy, but there's definitely humor in it. It's more like a romantic fantasy. Um, he, oh gosh. John Lithgow is um, preparing for the end of the world he's one of those guys who's like determined the world's going to come to an end so he's stockpiling goods he has like a safe room kind of thing and um, he's a little crazy but he's alone his son we hear on a phone call very early on that there, there's some tension between him and his son and his son lives far enough away where he doesn't see him very often uh, we don't know what's happened to his ex wife or whatever his wife whatever but he's alone and then he meets Blythe Danner at the supermarket that he goes to and sees her buying things in a similar method to how he buys things. Because he's he doesn't want people to know he's stockpiling, you know, because then they might come looking for him if they know he's got everything. So he's very strategic with how he purchases um, the stuff he's buying. And he sees her doing something very similar. So he thinks he's found a kindred spirit. And he, no, no. he arranges a meeting and and they hit it off though and you get this really sweet story as they kind of both need somebody in their life um and it's just great i i, I was so charmed by the movie and his performance is so great and Black danner is really great um i, I is guess she I,
1: a hoarder you know, i don't want to answer
0: any questions but that would stress me out so bad i can't i can't answer questions.
1: fine i was just reading the synopsis and it's like, Ed Hemsler spends his life preparing for a disaster that may never come. And it's like, oh my god, that's me! No, I'm kidding. And Ronnie Meisner, or however, spends her life shopping for things she may never use. I just thought I was...
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you can read into it however you would like. But, I will neither confirm nor deny. Now, so pretty much I'm gonna have a panic attack when I watch this movie. After we, saw, after we <laughs> saw that movie, um, we went and saw Teen uh, Teen Spirit which is um, oh, yeah. directed by Max Minghella, I think is how you say it. Um, he was in, he's an actor also, and he was in uh, The Social Network. He was the other member uh, with the Winklevoss twins who had hired Mark Zuckerberg to, like, make their page, and then they sue him for Facebook. Um, and he's in, uh, he was in Ides of March that we watched with George Clooney and Ryan Gosling earlier th- um, or late last year. Um, so we've seen him in a couple things, but this is his directorial debut, Teen Spirit. Stars Elle Fanning. Um, Rebecca Hall is in it. She's barely in it, to be honest, but she's in it. Um, Zatko Birik, who is great as uh, a mentor figure. Um, Millie Bradley as, I think, her mother. And, um, the movie is, it has issues, but, man, the, uh, performances, the musical performances are shot, like, music videos, Mm. and they are... It's not, it's not a musical. It's like she, Teen Spirit, the name of the, the, the sh- movie, is the name of, like, an American Idol-type show. So when Elle Fanning is singing to compete in the competition, um, we kind of go into her head. At, well, that's the way I'm defining it, where we see, like, more like a music video. Like, the camera movement becomes very music video-like. There's lights, and there's... Uh, we cut to, like, backstory, and it's just great and from what I could tell most of the songs were cover songs of like (laughs) popular pop music that's really cool um I I really really enjoyed those sequences the character development is really weak but um Elle Fanning is just really strong as a performer and she makes you care about her even though like there's a lot of things with her character I think are very underdeveloped but you still are rooting for her because she's just so dang charming Uh,
1: I did not realize all of these movies were going to be at this film fest because I, I didn't know anything about the Hummingbird Project. I knew that um, Desi Eisenberg was in it. I do love that they tried to make uh, Alexander uh, Sarsgaard just to not look attractive with that bald head. Yeah. But I, the other, so I really love this singer Robin a lot. Oh okay. And I saw a clip of Elle Fanning. Um covering that her song dancing by myself or ah. yeah and it was just so
0: bad i'm sorry oh really i liked it um yeah but i don't know the robin version to be honest i haven't heard a robin song in a long time i know you're a fan but i i have not listened to her um
1: i did not know that it was like based off of like a, a show like that though i didn't really know what the movie is about
0: yeah it's not like i don't think teen spirit's a real show at all but it's that type of show you know like a singing competition show yeah um but yeah there's some man there's some uh, story beats that are really predictable and some are kind of bad but it's still overall like an enjoyable movie I didn't dislike the movie but I was like this could have been a really great film and I feel like it's just a mediocre film because of some of the issues with the story and the plotting but um again I found it enjoyable obviously it sounds like you already don't like it but you have proven to not be a big fan of musicals i'm really not and this (laughs) well i don't know that this is a musical for sure it's definitely music driven um i would put it more in line with like a sing street than like a traditional musical which i Hmm. felt you did like sing street i loved sing street but i don't think it's as good as sing street mind you like um, okay but i did because i i love sing street but i i like teen spirit all right the last movie i saw is jordan peele's new film us um, I went last night to the theater and uh, I liked it very much um, I'm at that point though where I'm like starting to question like logical things within the film like I'm applying like real world logic to a horror film and I don't think that's fair to the movie because I don't think it's trying to operate under logic but I am like nitpicking I guess because I feel like
1: I mean I don't know
0: but I, I did enjoy it. I'm, I haven't written my review yet. I'm still uh, kind of processing a few things before I, I jump into writing it. But um, I did overall enjoy it. I thought uh, the performances were, were pretty strong all around. Not a big fan of the the young boy. Uh, not that he does a bad job. But there's just something that just did not click for me with him. Um, but overall, I thought it was very entertaining. And um, I didn't feel like it was as scary. But I've heard other people saying that they're really terrified by it. Which i'm not insulting because i i didn't think get out was super scary either i thought it was really interesting people thought that was scary awesome what get out yeah i mean it's a horror film so i'm i'm uh, many people associate the word horror with scary which is not the right way to think or approach a horror film horror just means it's horrific and i do think there are definitely elements of get out that are horrific um and I, i would say the same for us for sure but i i did feel like things were creepy But I never necessarily felt scared. But, again, I think that's one of the things I like about Jordan Peele. He's not going for the cheap jump scare, like, roller coaster ride experience. Instead, he's going for craft and storytelling. I think he's really good at that. um, And it makes it super enjoyable. But that is what I've been watching, which feels like I've been talking forever, so I apologize, Corey. Um, You
1: usually... I'm just kidding. I was going to say you usually do. But please fill the air.
0: I'm sorry. Well, um, you know, I have seen quite a bit and I'm going to see a few more uh, because of the festivals that are coming up. I will most likely over the next uh, month and a half, I will see, because um, I'm going to see eight movies probably, like I said, this weekend, maybe a couple less depending on uh, if, if everything goes to plan, of course. Um, and then uh, when the Florida Film Festival comes, I should probably see somewhere between uh, eight and 12 movies during that festival and then when i'm in new york uh at the beginning of may for tribeca i will see i think it's like four movies a day for five days or four days so that's like 16 17 18 movies probably um just not counting things i watch in between the festivals that's just at the festivals so i'll have some busy weeks there with lots of reviews coming out of those festivals um my big uh big pull for sure i'm hoping to see her smell at um the Florida Film Festival, that's one of the big films that is playing there. And I'm very I'm a hundred percent seeing Extremely Wicked, Shockingly something in Vile. I cannot remember the name of that, but that's oh. the Zec Efron Ted Bundy movie. I'm hundred percent seeing that. I have my tickets already reserved for that one. I'm hoping there's gonna be a nice QA with that one. Um I'm working on seeing yesterday, the new Danny Boyle film at Tribeca. And um I am definitely seeing a new Simon Pegg film with Zoe uh with a uh, Juno Temple and Alexandra D- Dario I think that's how you say her name, um, at, called Lost Transmissions. And I'm really. Corey? 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 Yes. I'm yes, so I'm hoping here. Simon Pegg is going to be there. Uh, there is a small chance because it is a new film festival. a New we York tweet at him. Festival. If Pegg is there <laughs> yeah. and I'm in the same room with Simon Pegg, I might fan. Please out don't pass out. Because I, I don't know if people know this, but I am a huge fan of Simon Pegg. And I mean, if Edgar Wright were there, it would only be the next level. But Simon Pegg. Uh, oh, I this... love his work.
1: I did not realize. Maybe I did. I yesterday. I'm pretty interested in this movie because it's they. It's like the Beatles never yep. happened. Yep. Yeah.
0: And okay. he's the only one who remembers the Beatles. And um.
1: Everyone thinks that he's just like this genius.
0: Mm-hmm. And then oh uh, man, there's some real life people playing themselves. Ed Sheeran is playing like a mentor character to him, um, which could be good, could be bad. Um, but the trailer's great like i'm I'm very into the trailer um and I you know I like and again if I get to see that uh there's a good chance Danny Boyle will be there oh which my God, would be really cool um so yeah. I'm, the the downside is uh we bought like we get into a bunch of movies for free but uh the, with the Tribeca with the critic screenings we don't get any fanfare you just see the movie and you move on. Um, oh. it's the when you go to the events at the evening stuff which you have to buy tickets for, or sometimes we get, like, invites. Like, last year we saw Tully and Jason Reitman did a Q&A afterwards. We were invited to that one um, through their PR people. But cool. uh, if you want to guarantee access, you got to buy tickets for those things. So that's why like, I, I bought my tickets for Extremely Wicked because I definitely want to see that. Um, I bought my tickets for uh, Lost Transmission because I definitely want to see that. We're going to see a movie called Buffaloed with uh, Zoe Deutsch. Um, I'm generally a fan of hers, so I'm looking forward to that one. And then um, we're picking our last movie because we got uh, basically eight tickets to split between me and our editor, David. And then yesterday, though, which was what we were going to use our last few tickets on, is a special event because it's the closing night movie. So we can't use the tickets that we bought in our package for it. So that's why I'm not 100% I'm going to get to see yesterday. There's not a critic screening for it. I'm hoping one of their PR people will reach out to us um, to like give us that opportunity. But, um, you know... Either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to being at Tribeca again. I had a blast last year. Um, w- last year, we went to the beginning of the festival. This year, we decided to go at the end of the festival. And right now, I can't tell which is the right call. Um, it, f- it feels like there were more opportunities to see movies at the beginning than there seems to be at the end. Um, but at the same time, uh, there's some really big movies at the end that we didn't get an opportunity to see at all last year. Um, like this year, I mean, we got the Extremely Wicked and we got yesterday, both at the end when there's nothing really massive playing at the beginning, except for some retro screenings. Like they're doing a retro screening of Apocalypse Now, which will be expensive and a lot of people there. Um, but there is one really cool thing. And then we'll move on to the movie. Uh, May the 4th is the la- the Saturday that we're there and they're showing Star Wars, a new yes, book. um, and it's free for everybody. Um, it's at like 10 a.m., so it's early in the morning too. But Star Wars A New Hope on the big screen, and they're encouraging cosplayers for May the 4th. So I'm pretty sure David and I, being huge Star Wars nerds, will be at, not dressed up, because we don't, one, neither of us really cosplay Star Wars, but two, um, I don't cosplay at all, but uh, two, we're going to be traveling. We have to travel fairly light, so we're not going to be like able to bring costumes, um, even if we did cosplay in Star Wars. But we we do enjoy Star Wars cosplay, so we'll hopefully get to take some uh, pictures with some people dressed up to see Star Wars on May the Fourth, and how great will that be? So, um, in New York too, just seeing Star Wars in New York is kind of cool to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um,
1: I keep telling Bill I need we need to go to New York. Like, I've been dying to go for
0: years. Have you never been, or you just want to go I've, again?
1: I've I've never ever been.
0: Uh, that you know i was really nervous last year because i wasn't sure if it would be for me because i'm not a big city kind of guy but new york just worked for me i i really felt so at home uh so comfortable even riding the subway i mean i had i was nervous because i'm always nervous around people like i i always am kind of distrusting and whatever but so it, it's everyone else seemed the same way and i kind of like that everyone kind of keeps it themselves it's just like eh, just leave me alone as long as you leave me alone i'm gonna leave you alone and i'm like oh well, that's how I like to walk. So that's great. Um, I don't know. I just felt really at home in New York and, uh, I can't wait to go back. Um, David also felt at home in New York and has gone twice since we went to Tribeca last year, um, because of how much he felt, you know, comfortable there. Um, so yeah, I totally am excited about it. We're, we're looking to see some great movies in the next month and a half. Uh, check burgerviews.com in order to keep up with all the stuff that we are watching at these festivals. I um, will have. I just posted my review for The Hummingbird Project, and by the time you see this, I will probably have posted a couple of other reviews, um, probably for The Tomorrow Man and Teen Spirit. But keep a lookout um, at berkreviews.com for all of those pending reviews. I think we need to get into it, Corey. Okay. The Last Picture Show. Uh, we like to start off spoiler-free, so don't worry just yet. Um, this film is on the uh, 2007 AFI Top 100 Movies of All Time list. Um, the premise is in 1951, a group of high schoolers come of age in a bleak, isolated, atrophied West Texas town that is slowly dying both culturally and economically. Um, stars Timothy Bottoms, Jeff Bridges, which is why we picked this movie, Sybil Shepherd, Ben Johnson, Cloris Leachman, Ellen Burstyn, Eileen Brennan, and uh, a slew of other people, mostly um, smaller name except got a name drop, Brandy wait, wait. Quaid. Yeah, because that one was pretty shocking, to be honest. Uh, this is the, I believe, debut, or maybe, maybe not, uh, but Peter Bogdanovich's, um, who was a film critic first, director second, uh, actor before both, um, I just heard an interview with him on the, uh, oh, I'm gonna forget the name of the podcast, there's a podcast, Unspooled, who, uh, they are, uh, going through and watching the top 100 movies on the AFI list from 2007, and doing a, a episode of, for each movie, and I went back and listened to their uh, last picture show episode after I watched the movie to kind of uh, hear their take. And they actually had Peter Bogdanovich on the show. Um, oh yeah. So uh, they're uh, Amy, Amy Nichols and um, Paul Shear. So they're, they're famous uh, people doing a podcast. Amy Nichols uh, or Amy Nicholson, excuse me, was, I believe she started on a, a MTV as a film critic. And then it's a film critic outside of that. But that's where I think where she like made a name for herself. And then Paul Shear's is an actor, um and also uh podcast where he does a lot of different podcasts um and a big fan of movies in general so if you haven't listened to that show I recommend it it's it's especially um I'm slowly working my way through the AFI top 100 I think I'm 58 movies or something now so I'm 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 getting there I still got a long way to go and some are harder to get a hold of um but uh it's a, it's fun to go kind of listen with them or watch the movies alongside them and there is like a Facebook group so you can interact with other people who are also watching these movies Um, But this one was uh, on my radar because of that. Then we were doing Jeff Bridges, so it was like this whole, like, this is a perfect time to watch this movie. Um, And we like to just start off with, uh, what do you think? Um, Corey, I'm going to let you go first. What did you think of The Last Picture Show? Um,
1: I'm wondering when you're just going to not want me to be on this show anymore or this podcast. I really did not like this movie at all. Why is that? I felt like I was watching a softcore porn.
0: Well that that seems harsh. I, I don't feel like the the sexuality in this movie is one I don't feel like it's um exploitative uh, at all really. Like when like the actual mm-hmm. scenes of sex are almost um like what's the word I want? Uh cleansed or 're they're, they're very distant uh, the nudity is really the the most nudity you see is the pool sequence um when she's asked to strip on the uh, the diving board and everybody's naked already watching her um, I mean you do see her naked uh, when with her and Jeff bridges at one point but uh, not really during sex like
1: no it's not ever really during
0: sex like
1: they that that's very true but I feel like, this is all just, and I know that the main characters are teenagers, but mm-hmm. a 17-year-old boy's fantasy, I didn't feel like it was, this movie was made for me at all.
0: See, that's, but I don't feel like it's it's their fantasy. I feel like uh, a big chunk of the, the movie is through Sybil Shepherd's perspective and what she wants um, and how she kind of manipulates the two boys. Hmm. I mean, think, like a lot of even the uh, the sexuality the sexual exploration comes more from her um now in even like think of the awkwardness like there's a early scene when um timothy bottoms plays sunny crawford who's really the main character in essence but i do think jc who is sybil shepherd's character uh gets a lot of a lot of the focus which um, I learned from the unspooled podcast episode that Peter Bogdanovich and Sybil Shepard end up having an affair because Peter Bogdanovich is married, um, but they end up. And together. how old
1: was she when this happened?
0: Old enough, but not not nearly as old as he is, as um, my understanding. Like, I she's over eighteen, but uh, he was born in nineteen thirty nine. So, you know, giving some kind of frame of, and she was born nineteen fifty. So, oh. With,
1: so she's not that much younger than him. No, she's
0: 21, 39? I guess, cuz this is well, okay. the movie came out in 71. But yeah, uh what what's that 11 years? Yeah, yeah, that's so, not bad. As, I it, mean, he looks so much older. He does. Yeah. Yeah, um than her, definitely. And uh but so the movie uh opens with Sonny and his girlfriend at the at the beginning of the movie who is not Sybil Shepherd's character. Her name is I'm going to find her because where is she at? Um, she doesn't have a picture because I think this might be her her only movie. Oh, no. She does have a picture. It's right
1: like Charlene. Ellie Charlene does. Yeah. Sharon
0: Dubs. Ulrich is the actress. Um, it's a very awkward because like he meets her at the movie theater and she's kind of being a butthole, uh, you know, just running her mouth, talking like you should give me a dollar to pay for my movie ticket. And he doesn't look like he really wants to be with her. And then we see uh, Jeff Bridges character, Dwayne come in with his girlfriend who is civil shepherd jc and sunny looks not jealous but like kind of longing like man i wish i had a girl like that instead of uh instead of cheryl or charlene i messed that up um and then they leave the movie theater and we see them like making out and she's very like matter-of-factly takes her shirt off like there's nothing really it's like this is the the steps that we go through we take our shirt off now we make out and he awkwardly is like grabbing her boob it's very uncomfortable um both for them and for us the viewer i think because it's like he doesn't even look like he wants to be doing it it's almost (laughs) like well we're going out so this is what we do we we sit in the car it's our anniversary yeah yeah it's a one year anniversary i think she says did you get me anything yeah (laughs) and yeah um
1: i mean i feel like a year is a long time to be investing in someone if you don't really like them
0: yeah well but there are
1: like 12 people in their school so
0: i think that their their relationship kind of is super symbolic of the town as a whole no one really loves it but no one's willing to do anything to make a difference or leave you know you're just kind of settling and while sure. sunny ends it with her in this moment because she's complaining she's like well maybe you should just we should just break up <laughs> And even as the as the breakup is very weird, like she says, "I want you to give me all my pictures back, um, so that you can't brag to your friends how hot they I am. Were,
1: I didn't think they were being serious. Well, <laughs> they did a good job with the teenage dramatic, you know, yeah, dramatics.
0: Sunny is uh, very kind of emotionless through a, a good chunk of the movie, um, but no, I don't I don't fault the actor, and that's um, Bogdanovich's style. Apparently, is very much using this. Uh, naturalistic approach like he doesn't like to do um it, it, the comparison that's made on unspooled which i thought was a good one if you know like uh clint Eastwood's style he likes to do one take he doesn't like to do multiple takes he likes to just get in get out where like stanley Kubrick is notorious for pr- being a perfectionist he'll do a thousand takes if it if it's gonna get the best giving
1: his cast nervous breakdown
0: exactly um so two different styles The uh, apparent Bogdanovich has a similar, uh, closer to Clint Eastwood style, not necessarily one only, but few takes, often uses the first take, and um, I think you definitely get that vibe, because some of the acting doesn't feel like acting, it just feels like teenagers, like we're just kind of living with them in this town, Um, and the town, I mean, even the opening shot is, is so simple, it's a pan across this, what almost looks like a deserted town, because there's like no cars, there's no people. And then when the first vehicle we see is Sonny's really broke down truck that he has to like, you know, it's rolling and he's trying to restart it as it's rolling forward. um And it's, I don't, I'm not a super big, knowledgeable person when it comes to cars, but he's like pumping it. Like the gas is not, there's like a a, a lever, it almost looks like, a, like a, a pinball machine where he's like pumping it. And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing because I've never seen that before but i thought it was kind of interesting so i don't know if his car is supposed to be even older than when the movie set cuz it's the, it's set in the 50s um even though the movies came out in 1971 it's set in like the early 50s which is uh confirmed for sure 51 yeah during the when um dwayne's character enlists in the in the war and he's going off to korea um but uh i i i like the film i don't it's not a film that's going to make you feel good, though. Like, it's not a feel-good romp. It's um, which, that to me might be why you don't like it, is because it kind of ends on a downer. Um, not to I just sp- we're not spoiling anything yet, by the way. But just Corey notoriously has not liked any movie <laughs> that doesn't have a happy ending.
1: You make it sound like I don't know how you make it sound because not every movie that I like is, you know. Ends on a good note.
0: True, but like Chinatown, uh, beloved. Okay, but that's film. like real bad. It is very bad, but you hated that. Um, I did. I feel like you hated Brick.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that one at all.
0: Um, and then I, I'm trying to think of there's there's several films where if the but ending it,
1: mostly it's like the n- noir.
0: It has been very much noir. This I would not call this a noir film at all. No. Um, because it's, it's not it's not like. It's not a a huge downer of an ending, but it is, like... It's a very sombering, sober look at...
1: I felt like it was realistic, though. Mm -hmm. I didn't... I didn't feel... I think that it took us too long to get to, like... There was only 30 minutes of this movie that I needed to build the story. And then the rest of it was, like... Boobs and junk. Like... We'll see, I... and we can talk about other parts of the film that I just felt like it, I felt like so much of it was forced, and they were just trying so hard.
0: Wow, I I definitely didn't feel that. I I really liked um, the the I don't want to call them older ladies because they weren't older in the movie, but the uh, the the adult women in the film, um, Ruth Popper, who is uh, played by Cloris Leachman. Um, I liked Ruth a lot. JC's mom is played by Ellen Burstyn, who is. Uh, in The Graduate, which we watched not too long ago, and uh, she's in uh, Requiem for a Dream, which is where she's – I mean, she's always really good, but, man, is she's so good in Requiem for a Dream. Um, oh, I'm I sorry. Don't... Ellen Burstyn's not in The Graduate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's in The Exorcist, which we watched not long ago. I apologize. Um, I do want to say this.
1: Like, I don't know how I, – I rented this on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't buy it.
0: I um... bought it, and I'm okay with it.
1: And mine just, like, goes straight into the movie. Like, I don't remember any, like, cast coming up, like, their names or anything. And I'm kind of glad because, like, Ellen Burst – is it Burstyn?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Babe she was so beautiful. And it took me a few minutes to like place her and Randy Quaid. I was like, Oh my God, oh. he looks so familiar, but so creepy, but so familiar. Oh, I placed like, him immediately. <laughs> oh no. when he's first creeping. I'm like, mm. I didn't place him for a few, for a I, little while. I, but. I
0: took a picture and sent it to my wife. Cause she wasn't watching the movie with me. <laughs> and, uh, we're, we're big, uh, Christmas vacation fans. And yeah, he ah. plays, he plays cousin Eddie. And so I sent her a picture. I'm like, do you recognize the guy? And she's like, I think so. I'm like it's cousin Eddie, and she's like, oh my god. And I'm like, yeah. He's like he's so young. I'm like, right. I mean,
1: yeah. He was like 12 in this movie. Not really. He was probably oh, yeah. maybe 20, but I don't know.
0: But then um, Ellen Brennan plays uh, Genevieve, who is like the waitress at the diner. Um, I really liked her a lot in this uh, as well. Like I like the connection she has with um, with Sunny, and uh, I I also I didn't name um, Ben Johnson. I don't think, but he plays Sam the Lion, who is he gets probably my favorite monologue in the movie aside from Roof's monologue which I don't want to talk about till we get to spoilers because it definitely would qualify as a spoiler but um, there's some some really powerful characters in this movie and that's the thing I I was so connected to a lot I'm not going to say I felt I don't know that I would put this uh, as high as it seems to be for other people like being in the top 100 um, being uh, the meta score which is only 15 it reviews 93. but 93 um, but only 15 reviews so i do want to like that that number could drop dramatically if if more reviews were written i don't think so because i think this is a beloved film um i think <clears throat> i think rewatching this would be beneficial for me too um but there's a lot that i can't connect to in some ways it reminds me of like the bicycle thieves not in terms of plot but in terms of a theme because you have you know there's a depression going on everyone's struggling to get by, um, everything is at risk. But it's now instead of being about like an adult going through those things, it's kids who are about to take over, <clears throat> and like Sunny and, and Dwayne are on the football team and the whole town is just giving them <laughs> crap for their team not being good and you kind of get this vibe. Sunny's just doesn't really have any ambition at all like he's not really good at anything he's not bad he's just kind of there and that as a teacher and as a parent depresses me um because I want to see people finding their passion and, and pursuing it you know relentlessly like not letting anything stop them from achieving their goal and Sonny doesn't seem to have a goal and so like there's a like this melancholy that kind of falls on top of the film uh, throughout, which I think does keep me at a distance in some ways, but then um, the performances—I, Jeff Bridges is always charming, um, no matter what. But Dwayne isn't a good guy in this movie. His, you know, the character he's playing is is very much counter to the charm that Bridges is so uh, that oozes out of Bridges, right? Like uh, he doesn't even have to cry. I don't. I don't really feel like he's a bad guy, though. <laughs> um. I'll would be. i argue for and you can argue against? Or do you want to go, like, why do you not think he's a bad guy?
1: Um, I feel like we should just get to spoilers, because I feel like... Okay.
0: Alright. Let's do it.
1: Guys, from here on out we're going to talk about The Last Picker Show in great detail. <clears throat> You've been warned.
0: So, do you want to jump why, in with
1: that? Or... Why do you feel like he's a bad guy? I feel like when, like, the worst comes out in him, it's provoked, mostly by that little floozy. But <laughs> well, okay.
0: But, um, okay. I don't disagree with that. I do think he is being... She is... JC is the worst character in the movie, for sure. Um, and, and yet, and, and yet, she is... She's trying to find where she fits into the world. So there is some sympathy that I have for her. But, um, you know, she does a lot of pretty sick despicable things she sleeps uh this is much later on but she one she's a virgin when she does the naked pool thing and she uh i i really was disgusted by the scene where he she walks into the kitchen and the dude just grabs her by the crotch
1: yeah exactly and then oh you're a virgin aren't you well come back and see me when you're not
0: yes um and she really wanted to be with him which the fact okay so i don't know if i see this movie three years ago if that scene bothers me as much as now having heard our president say grab him by the i'm not i don't feel comfortable saying the word but grab him by the crotch is a paraphrase of what he actually said and to see a character do that because the phrase that the president was you know recorded saying on the bus before he was the president let's be fair and and put that out there but nonetheless he said you just grab him by the "Mm, i i can't Fathom that, like I, I didn't think it was a literal thing anyone would ever do. And here's a movie from 1971 where a character literally just grabs her crotch, and like she is wearing clothes. I do want to like, because I said she was naked by the pool. This is afterwards; she's reclothed. Um, he grabs her though, and um, and he doesn't really know her. Like they met that night.
1: Yeah, they're like just... making eyes across her room,
0: and she is at that point. She's supposed to be kind of. Well, we thought when we first met her that she's kind of timid. You know, that she's a good, wholesome girl. And now that she's turning 18, she's starting to question what's the point of being wholesome. And kind of at the uh, advice of her mother. Because she's like, she's kind of berating her relationship with Dwayne, that he has no future, he has no prospects. But then she's like, well, you've at least slept with him, right? And she's like, no, mother. And then the mom's like, oh, well, at least you could do is that. And you're like, okay... And that's where the exploration kind of comes in. And um, I, in a way, I think the film's progressive in that in that way, because I think in, like, um, especially because it's the 50s when this movie's set. So for a mother to tell a daughter to kind of own your sexuality in the 50s is is unusual. And I do think there is this kind of tendency we want to place a female character like that in this negative light, because it's okay for the boys to want to express their sexuality but it's not for the girl that has been the double standard for a long long time and uh i think this movie is progressive in that way that um i don't feel like it condemns jc for doing those things yet the way she manipulates the guys around her i definitely feel like we have some condemnation for like it's like hey lady you don't have to hurt everybody around you to explore your sexuality, <laughs> like, you can-
1: No, I'm sure that all these
0: boys would be just fine sleeping with you
1: with no strings attached.
0: Except for Dwayne, which was it... surprising to me when, uh, the fight with him and Sonny later in the movie.
1: Well, I- Ugh. I just don't understand her at all, because then she sleeps with that man that works for her father, who her mother also sleeps with? That's yep. just nasty. Uh,
0: Abilene, played by Clue Gallagher.
1: Yeah. Why do you even see that man? He's a bad man. And I'm like, girl, you just slept with him on a pool table in your friend's pool hall. um Yeah. I i just. And she, like, lies to Dwayne so she can go to this pool party where she mm-hmm. knows.
0: With, you Lady know, Quaid.
1: Yeah. And then that, like, starts a big thing, but she's lying to both of them. Mm-hmm. She him and says that this boy keeps pursuing her for a date and her mom made her do it and then she's telling Randy Quaid's character that oh I just don't know why he's like that
0: like yeah she's a, right away with them we start seeing the manipulation start and then when she goes with Sunny she totally manipulates Sunny um she I don't like, think she ever had any real interest in Sunny
1: No and I don't understand why she married him because and I am like a domino effect I just go or like a pink you know like a pinball i just go all over the place like why she even married him because you know what i mean like
0: oh no i think uh, I think one you're completely i don't think we're supposed to understand her reasoning um in in those in the simple sense like she's doing things that are not sensible maybe in spite of her mother or in spite of her father um and also I think for the thrill of being a bad girl cuz she runs off to get married to him. It's not like they went through the proper you know the, the protocol that would normally happen where you ask the the father for the daughter's hand in marriage and then you have a big wedding, especially in the 50s, right? Like instead they run off and get married and
1: she left some kind of note the police are looking for them.
0: Yep, which she seems kind of thrilled about.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so um, yeah, it's definitely uh it's a it's a it's all a ploy for her. It's all a, a game.
1: But then she just leaves, and I'm like, but you're still legally married, so what are you going to do with whatever big shot you meet in Houston?
0: I think the assumption is, like, an annulment or something.
1: mm, Well, I thought that he said that they were still married, and that she's been gone off to Houston for a while, and he hasn't seen her.
0: It's definitely possible. Um,
1: But I just didn't understand. And I liked Ruth. I felt like Ruth was underdeveloped, though, because they never explained anything with her because the coach has Sonny take her to the doctor and oh she's a woman and you know they've always got problems and have to go to the doctor blah 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 he's obviously never home
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and there seems to be something bad wrong with her but they never like
0: well hold on let's go back a step though because the coach did you notice he swatted one of the kids on the butt and the way the kid reacted like when right when he right before he asked Sonny about taking the wife I kinda got the vibe that we're supposed to think the coach might be either, either gay and fooling around with students in a uh, consensual way, which is still not okay, but is better than the other alternative is that he uses his power as a coach to manipulate his players into sexual favors. Now again, coaches hit players on the butt, especially in the 50s all the time, not, not a thing. But the way it was shot and the way the kid looks back after he slaps him and then the follow up question for Sonny to take the wife and the clear distance that he has with the wife um, and that he's never home. I'm wondering if we're supposed to uh, assume the coach is gay um, in a time where it was not OK to be gay. Fair. But that especially doesn't, that doesn't I still think you're right, though, about the disease. And I don't know if it's underdeveloped or i feel like it's intentionally ambiguous that we're supposed to kind of you know read into what's going on
1: here i am thinking she might be terminal and then at one point her hand is shaking so i'm like does she have like parkinson's i don't know um but i didn't even think about that that angle because everyone in the town knows that sunny and ruth are sleeping together (laughs)
0: yeah and and because everybody knows. The town everybody knows everything in this town right Like it is like a gossipy town um, oh man but yeah I think um I think that she there I I wish I, I had more thoughts of it on my own but from the unspooled uh, Paul shear offered a few different ideas. One was what if she was getting an abortion um which would explain her crying and maybe why the the traditional, the time period the husband wouldn't want to go or have anything to do with it um but But at the same time yeah
1: that part where they just slept together and she starts crying and i'm sorry i was crying and she's like i just am afraid i'll never be able to do this again so it made me think that it would you know like abortion never crossed my mind i thought
0: yeah i didn't think abortion either um but but terminal the the time we're with them in the movies like over a year um i I don't know the exact amount of time i think it's a year to two years because we know for sure we join them at football season which is usually the fall and that we see them a year later at the end of the movie it's football season again so and they're talking about like remember when you played for this and i think he even says the time there i think it's like the only time it's like very clear how long it's been but they fly through the school year um we i mean fly through is maybe a bit strong this is almost a two-hour movie but they the school year moves quickly like there's times where i'm like wow it's you know why is it so cold oh it's christmas time okay i didn't realize we were in christmas time um i mean it's cold from the beginning of the movie but it's like fall cold like it's probably october november when we join them and we're with them throughout the course of a year and a lot of stuff happens in a year uh you know graduating um Dwayne joining the military uh it's just it's chaos but um and of course we haven't talked a, a, about all the other women but Ruth um the i really enjoyed the relationship with Ruth and the when he abandons her for JC and then we now i can bring up the, what i was about to bring up uh Billy Billy is uh Sam this i i don't know if he's Sam's son or not but Sam I definitely like looks after him
1: A lot of relationships in this movie just were not clear
0: yeah, well, that's. did you catch when uh, Sonny runs into his dad at that one party?
1: Yeah, hey, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, like, they the, they, they <laughs> apparently avoid each other. Um, The dad's well, supposed to be it? an alcoholic. Someone mentions him being an alcoholic.
1: Is it that? Is it Sonny that Sonny lives with his mom and then his sibling lives with his dad? I remember one of the characters, like, talking about that.
0: Uh, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. I, I was under the impression that... Sonny was kind of living on his own. I don't think he had a mom um oh fair uh, that was the vibe that I got at least um and I think kind of the significance of all of the other figures in his life like Sam the lion is a second uh, like a second father to Sonny and um, that's why like Billy's not his brother although the actor is his brother in real life um Billy is not his brother but he he kind of treats him like a, a kid brother like the way he takes his hat off and turns it around and stuff. Um, and Billy is, uh, quote unquote slow. And, um, we see him sweeping the street. I don't know. I don't think he needs to do that. He just does it. And at the end of the movie, he gets hit by, uh, like a banana truck or some, some big truck. It was, I, I actually don't remember what it is. It's like a semi truck. they like a delivery truck. And there's just like four adults standing around talking about this kid that's dying on the road or already dead, I guess, but is, they're doing just nothing like, to help him. They're, they're just complaining. Well, they're like defending the driver like this kid shouldn't have been in the road. And then uh, Sonny loses it, carries the dead body, freaks out, gets in his car and driving away. I think he's driving to go get JC or to go to JC and then stops, turns around and goes to Ruth instead. Um, and Ruth snaps oh, on I him. I wanted a popper. You wanted a popper?
1: Yeah, because after all of this big talk, she just takes him back anyways.
0: Oh, at the end of it. Okay, I thought you meant when she starts it. I was like, why? I, no, she's it's like so pissed. justified. Yes. Yeah, no,
1: she's, like, shaking, and that's when I thought that I didn't know where that was going. I thought mm. that maybe that was part of her illness, but no, she, like, throws a coffee cup against the wall and goes off, and I'm like, yes! And then she just breaks down and just doesn't you know, go through with it how old
0: do you think ruth is in the movie
1: well i thought that they had said that she's like 40 and i could totally buy that i
0: wonder if if her crying and why she said the sex thing that she wasn't sure if she was going to do it again if she was having like a hysterectomy i don't
1: i don't
0: don't know like you know because that would explain like wanting to feel like a young woman again you know why she would want to date sunny um you know looking Did to feel attractive she just
1: want attention
0: well, yeah like cuz those are all factors in like that you cuz the age it's not a guarantee 40 is not a lock for menopause but it's also not impossible to go through menopause in that age range and um i i know that some women when they go through that they start to feel like less of a woman um and then that comment about sexuality like that she wasn't sure if she'd be able to do that especially in the 50s maybe there wasn't as it definitely wasn't as easy of a surgery as it is now you know laser surgery was not a thing um so it was like big incisions and and it would have been a thing um although there's no implication she had a surgery mind you uh so i don't but maybe that was a concern maybe they were looking at that um i don't know because uh, like i said uh, they don't tell us but i do think that's okay like i don't think everything needs to be spelled out i think a little bit of the mystery um, especially because Sonny's in the dark and I think so we're in the dark because Sonny's in the dark about it mm. but I did find Ruth to be a really compelling character I also I liked um, Lois uh, which was Ellen Burstyn's character and I really like Genevieve at the diner there's some really cool moments with her um, early on these little comments to Sonny and stuff and Sonny even at one point is checking her out like pretty hard and, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I think she kind of notices, but it doesn't think much of it. Like, unlike Ruth, who takes Sonny's advance, like advance, and they, uh, they, you know, they need each other at that point.
1: I just felt like so much in this movie was awkward. Every time that anybody kissed, I just cringed. It just reminded me. Have you seen Purple Rain? I think the prince was probably the worst kisser ever. Sorry.
0: Oh wow. Um, um <laughs> I have not seen Purple Rain.
1: Yeah, I watched it when it rescreened, like maybe a year or two ago, and I'm like, wow. Um. Like I just felt like so. There, we didn't even talk about the part where all the boys take, take, uh, uh oh, what's his name, Billy, Billy, to go to what was her name, Jimmy, Jimmy Sue, or something. Jimmy Sue,
0: yeah. Uh, the the town uh, prostitute is what we're told.
1: Yeah, in the back of a car, and like, there's that scene. And yeah. Sam is mad at them about that and doesn't want them in his businesses Bands anymore.
0: It. Yeah, he banned. Yeah. It. Um, and yeah, uh, that seems tough for a lot of reasons. Um, even how like Jimmy Sue is really mean. Um, for like a prostitute too, and racist. Like, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the line is is very rough. Um, but even like, uh, you would think like the the situation like she's aware. I mean, everyone knows everyone in the town, so you would assume she knows that Billy's not all there that he's a kid too like he's a kid
1: like yeah, he's not, younger than think, all of them yeah are they even they might be i think they are seniors at this point they are
0: everyone else is, but i don't think billy is or at least he doesn't seem like a senior because um, he looks a little, a little bit younger than everybody else so that's it's all kind of messed up but what's more messed up is before they take him to her they suggest a cow
1: yeah like that um
0: Apparently, in the original script, and I got this from Unspooled, there was a scene where they went to have sex with a cow. Or a heifer, as they say. Um, so, thank goodness that they cut that scene out of the movie, because that would probably change this film's rating a little bit. Um, the only movie that I can recall where there's an animal sex sequence is Clerks 2, and that movie does not have a super high meta score. <laughs> so, and it's it's a fake scene, mind you, but it's still it's still a major part of the stupid movie. (laughs) So, like, uh... can you imagine though this movie that's got this like fairly serious tone and like this outlook having a scene like that? Like, oh my God. Like, even the joke, which is not a joke apparently that was a legit thing. And now, I've heard jokes like that in my lifetime. Like, especially, Polk County is a a rural-ish county. And so, you've heard people make jokes about that. But I've never thought anyone was ever serious and apparently the joke in this movie is implying that yeah maybe it was if it was if you were bored enough and horny enough nothing was off limits to these kids um in this small texas town
1: i mean what else are they gonna do
0: apparently apparently that is the uh, uh, and the the joke in the scene is that i think they say they'd rather have the heifer than jimmy sue um which is also messed up for a lot of reasons so Maybe that's why she's so mean, because if people are saying that, you know,
1: <laughs> or maybe that's why they would prefer. I mean, she's ah, pretty awful. Point.
0: which came first, the prostitute or the
1: cow, cow. Poor cows. Um, um, also, can we please talk about the senior picnic?
0: OK, yeah, I, I remember the senior picnic,
1: a picnic at all. It was J.C., um, letting all of her friends know that she was losing her virginity and then they ended up not having sex she wouldn't let him leave the room she made him stay in there and then when he walks out everyone is in their car staring at him and then her friends come in oh how was it how was it it was indescribable like I just feel like so much of this movie was oh man well you
0: know? I mean so that scene's an interesting part and what, one of the things that I think um, is why it's different than a traditional like boys like if you were this, if this was an 80s like teen coming of age story the guys are having sex left and right and mm-hmm. bragging about it and you know but Dwayne can't do it and I don't remember ever seeing a movie where a kid a, a teenage male could not perform like Panic or Coming Early sure tons of movies right American Pie the dude does it like four times because it's played for humor. This is kind of tragic. Dwayne, who is so into J- J.C., that he basically almost takes his friend's eyeball. Eyeball. You yeah. know. Can't get it up, apparently. that's They don't say that, but that's the implication. It's not that he, he finished early. He couldn't do it. And that's not something you, like... I don't remember seeing that in a movie before where a teenage male with his girlfriend, not not like, you know, with people watching. Not, I mean, there is pressure, as you pointed out. They're aware that the other people know it, and she's not exactly being romantic.
1: No, and she's, like, downright, whore, you know, some things just she says to it. him. Just do it. She's
0: almost just saying, just do it. Yeah, she doesn't...
1: She doesn't even look at him. She, like, is... She's just laying there with her eyes closed. It just seems very, like... I don't...
0: Well, for her, like, it's exactly that. She wants him to have sex with her so she can have sex so with the guy who grabbed her crotch.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, how would you expect him to... Well, I don't know.
0: Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. he should have been able to, but it's... But, it's no, a, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not something I can recall seeing in another movie. Um, and I, I think that's a, one of the things that this film... It's really... I would say it's flipping some of the coming-of-age tropes on its head, but maybe it's the time period... Um, And some of them are there. I mean, like, because, again, you have, like, a similar thing like we have in The Graduate where we have that older woman, younger person relationship with Sunny and Ruth. Um, But there's so many more dynamics here. And, of course, Sunny is – because, again, you also – again, you get the jealous uh, older lady with the younger lady. But in this case, I think we're supposed to root for him to go to Ruth and not be with JC. That –
1: Have you – so this that made me think of the movie Dogfight with Phoenix uh, River Phoenix and Lily – oh, my God, why am I forgetting her name? Lily Tommy. Taylor.
0: Oh, Lily Taylor. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Where, so it's a good movie, but, like, after all the junk he talks about her and as awful as he treats her, when everything is said and done, he goes back to her, and I'm just mad at her for taking him back, and I'm mad at Ruth for taking him back, like – I mean, I know it's a small town and you don't have a lot of choices and maybe you do... I, I do think she cares about him, but then it's like you people can only treat you as badly as you'll allow them. Yeah. It just made me really angry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Part of me, though, I, I did believe Sonny loved her, but... But
1: he had the chance that...
0: Yes, which doesn't justify the action. In no way am I justifying no. what he does. But also, I don't know if he knew what there could be with Ruth. Like... She's still married to the coach, and while the she is older, she is older, and we don't know what that the doctor thing is. And as far as we know, he doesn't know what the doctor thing was, Um, but it was you know. And and also keep in mind, a big part of the choice I think is Sam's speech to him as well. Um, Sam gives him that really long you know monologue while they're they're fishing, and then he gives Sonny the the roll your own cigarette. Kind of like handing it down. And Sam dies soon after that scene. Like it's like the next day or something, Sam dies. Because the boys go to Mexico. Dwayne and Sonny go to Mexico and they come back and Sam's dead. So I feel like um, that speech kind of motivated Sonny to think, reevaluate his relationship. And um, because Sonny's talking about a girl, which we later find out, not Sonny, sorry, uh, Sam is talking about a girl. And we later find out that girl is JC's mom, uh, Lois, and that they they were like each other's. You know, they always loved each other, but they just weren't right for each other. And Sunny is kind of seeing JC is the same. Like JC, she's a, also
1: married.
0: Well, yes, but their I think their relationship was early, um, and it it hints at. Uh, I feel like, I, I think it hinted at something else with like a a, a child or something, but. Um, I think it motivates Sonny to take the opportunity with JC because of Sam. And so I think at the end when he takes Ruth's hand, it is him like, I know I made a mistake. Everything you just said is right. But I'm I'm here now. And so while I think you are right, I don't know that Ruth should take him back. I do think Sonny is sincere with that gesture. And that's kind of where I felt with it. It was like, she she needed Sonny. He abandoned her. He's owning that, and he's looking to right things.
1: Like, he just is supposed to go over there, and he just never does. And then he just doesn't see her until everything falls apart for him.
0: You're right. You're right. He's completely wrong. I, I'm not in any way defending Sonny's actions. I'm just – I'm
1: like –
0: I don't know. Like, I didn't – I did not ever feel bad that
1: she is married and having an affair on her husband. Is that horrible? You oh. know,
0: I don't – but I feel like because he's absent the rest of the movie, like, we don't –
1: Like, they act like they're afraid that he's going to come home, and then it just doesn't even a concern anymore. Yeah,
0: it it, it becomes almost like – i you almost got to wonder if the coach hoped this would happen, you know? Especially mm-hmm. if, if my read on that butt slap is accurate. Maybe he was hoping for, like, he would feel less bad about doing what he's doing if she had somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, but they have to be married because it's the 50s. You know, it, it, it's expected. You have to have a wife. You, you can't, especially, I would imagine, and I don't mean to pass any judgment or aspersions, but West Texas in the 50s? Probably not going to be okay with homosexuality. That's an, that's an assumption I'm making. So if he was gay, definitely would need to hide it as much as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But who knows? But, I mean, we've had, for a movie that you didn't seem to like, we've talked quite a bit. Um, is there any other areas you want to dive into?
1: Yeah, uh, I would like to mention that I really got tired of the soundtrack of Three hank williams songs that played throughout the whole effing movie
0: <laughs> i i did you know what I, I am very bad about this i don't often notice scores or soundtracks um during a movie unless it's either a musical or a lot of times if it's really obtrusive or uh intrusive where it's like pay attention to me i never really felt that way with this i don't remember the songs clearly it got to you though so um, I
1: mean, there was so – there. they had a couple of other songs, but mostly it was, like, the same few songs. Yeah. And I wanted to punch myself in the face.
0: I, I did not notice that. But, again, that's not saying you're wrong. That's just lucky me uh, for not yes, noticing you. lucky you.
1: I, I will say this, that, like, once Sam dies, the rest of the town kind of dies –
0: too if there's
1: any life left in it at all because they do have that i'm guessing it's like a one room theater and everybody goes there for the movies and that ends up closing not long after and the woman that he left it to says that if sam was here it would probably still be Mm. okay and then Sonny says that he had to get a job with i'm guessing an oil like an oil um and he says that it's to keep the pool hall open.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to run the pool hall, he has to have a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, that says a lot.
1: And then I mean, like, the the diner is still open, but people have to eat, and it's not like it's ever crazy busy with the 10, you know, the population 10. That, yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: Which is, Sam left um, her the diner. Was um, that his wife? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was just uh, I mean he left everything to like people who were not his family right like yeah well, uh, it didn't
1: seem like he had any family
0: No and but the town is his family like Sam, Sam was kind of the the reason the town existed and with his death it does seem like that town is slowly dying as well with the theater being and the, the name of the movie comes from the last picture show the last movie that they show there um, which I think was the John Wayne movie or was that the earlier film?
1: i can't remember because
0: it's i think there's some significance probably to the choice of film um that, that is playing, uh played at the end but the theater closes um and we're we're treated with a final shot which is a reverse of the opening shot which was the pan to the left where we see the theater we see what's playing and then this time we pan to the right and we see the theater is closed and the movie ends and it's very poetic in that way um it is kind of this look uh in the 50s you know the korean wars going on but the country's still kind of recovering from the previous wars and uh this town seems to be really suffering from that and it's just nothing like everything's dying um and yeah i i don't know i i don't i don't feel as strongly for it as um like the, the the clear love that's out there for this movie but I definitely really appreciate it. I see a lot of cool stuff in this movie. Um, I like the choice to go black and white too. I think it fits the uh, the tone the film is putting out.
1: And I am sorry. I know, I always do this, but I totally forgot about the scene, and then I just saw like one of the tags um, on the IMDb page. That whole part where the kid, the teenager, like kidnaps the little girl.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that was crazy.
1: But did it? So they, like, act like nothing happened, but the police even have, like, everybody that's in the pool hall, including Sunny, come with them to find the guy. And she's has a lollipop or something in his car, and, oh, nothing happened, nothing happened. But later on, when they have the fight, before they have the fight, he said, oh, he just got her to take her underpants off. Well, excuse me, yeah, that's not I nothing.
0: Know. I know. that he He's so, like... He even says he did nothing, just got her to take her underpants off. I'm like, uh, what is your definition of nothing? Because that's not nothing. That's horrible. Um, yeah, and it doesn't like we meet that kid early, and he's like asked, I think, to tutor that kid with not tutor, uh, train him, I guess, like help him get better at sports or something like that. Like the coach asked him to to work with that kid. He's the preacher's son. Um, so yeah, that whole thing is definitely some commentary that I would need to rewatch before I'm willing to try to make any kind of analysis of, but
1: it, it's, it's definitely like,
0: a, a crazy moment in the film.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. And one that's super like, yeah, I was very like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be worse? I'm glad it wasn't worse. Like, I'm glad the little girl seems okay. Um, the dude's arrested. He doesn't do anything. And I do think the implication, while getting her to take her underwear off is not nothing, I think the implication is that, because they say that she got checked out by the doctors and nothing happened. So, like, he didn't do anything after he convinced her to take her underwear off. And while still awful that he got her to take her underwear off, thank God that's where it stopped. Like, he had a change of heart or he was too scared or maybe he didn't even know what he was doing. Yeah, it's crazy but um i am grateful that it didn't go anywhere crazier
1: yeah Mm.
0: well i i'm ready to uh review to rate the film if you are as well (laughs) um i'm gonna go uh not quite golden pony boy for my personal preference at the moment um, but I do think there's a lot of potential for this film to be a must-see, in my opinion. Um, but I, I do think it needs a little more uh, watching um, for me to, to feel that way. I think this is definitely one I'm going to have to revisit before I really know where I fall with it.
1: Not a total, total waste of time.
0: <laughs> wow. Corey, yeah. very differently. Uh, it, you know, it...
1: usually we can, like, talk it out, and I'll, like, move up a rating. But I just couldn't with this one. I'm...
0: To me it it does sound like you like it That's that's what really shocks me Because it sounds like you like it more than you think you like
1: it I just was Bored it was so hard I did not get on my phone at all during this movie I like put it Away Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when I get bored Or I don't like movies I like go to my phone So I was paying attention the whole time But I just didn't think a lot of What was in this movie was necessary I don't know
0: well I mean I don't know it's it's you know you have a lot of thoughts on it and I think obviously you can have thoughts on something you don't like but um I think when a film makes you think this much it's uh there's something to it you know there's something more there and that's the thing I don't know one of my biggest weaknesses with watching older films is my lack of context of the social setting because I am not I was never really strong with history um I did find myself often bored in history class. And I think not knowing more about, like, Texas in the 50s and even, like, to be completely honest.
1: The social climate.
0: I I didn't know when the Korean War was. Like, I knew World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam War. Like, I knew it was in that order. But I had no framing of when those wars were, like, connected or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't yeah. know when in the timeline they actually happened. I didn't happened. realize...
1: Yeah, I didn't know that when they're, like, the Korean War, I'm like, okay, I guess that's when it happened, you know.
0: I had googled that's how I figured, I didn't realize they said the date in the movie other than the Korean War. Like, I, like, wait, when's the Korean War? Oh, okay, this movie's in the 50s. Like, that's what happened while I was watching this. Um, and that's another reason. I did have my phone, but not doing anything other than, I take notes, uh, especially when I'm watching the film this many days ahead of recording, and... I knew I was going to be watching like four other movies before we would talk about this one, so I wanted to make sure I had a lot of like talking points, um, which obviously we did because this is one of our longest movie club episodes that we've done. Um, I'm but not also, being here now. yeah, we're still talking. Um, but I uh, took the notes, and then when it, whenever something would come up, I would Google like some like the Korean War. When was the Korean War? Oh, okay, uh, and again. I know we probably should know that i'm not good at history like dates and stuff like that for dates for stuff like that don't stick to me movie dates often stick for me not necessarily exact though i'm more of like a ballpark like i know it's like mid 90s or early 90s late 90s the 2000s that kind of thing um those stick for me but historical number dates and stuff like that have never been a strong suit for me so movies like this I, I have to do a little research to really appreciate the themes and the messages that are coming across um, in order to really, like, get what the director's doing, and that's, I don't feel like I'm versed enough in the 1950s, um, especially Texas at the time, to fully grasp all of what's being said here. Um, I am very familiar with coming-of-age stories, and this one feels unique in a lot of ways, and in a good way. Um, so I'm very uh, I'm very willing and, and look excited to come back to this. I think coming of age stories from like the '80s and '90s lean into the humor a lot more. Um, you know, think John Hughes. While there's drama in the Hughes films, most of the time they're surrounded by comedy. I guess maybe with I don't the, know. There's there's humor in the Breakfast Club. Like you, as serious as the the monologues can be in the Breakfast Club, there's a lot of humor in that movie too. But Uh, I think I might have cut you off. What do you mean?
1: I was going to say, I'm still pretty heartbroken over over Ducky.
0: Ah, yeah. You know, you are the Ducky uh, supporter.
1: Love Ducky.
0: Well, that's our review of The Last Picture Show. Uh, We have one more movie on our uh, Best Actor Goes to Jeff Bridges theme. And, Corey, do you remember what you picked?
1: I did. uh, Is it True Grit?
0: It is True Grit. The Coen Brothers... Uh, remake of the John Wayne uh, classic uh, Western. Um, this is a film I have seen once. Uh, it's the debut of Haley Steinfeld. And uh, we get some really great actors in True Grit, not just Jeff Bridges. We get Matt Damon and Josh Brolin. Um, so oh. ve- very excited to uh, to rewatch this film. I've been wanting to rewatch it since I saw it. Um, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know I'm a big, big fan of the Coen Brothers. And um, I watched this during my initial 366, and I've not seen it since. And I gotta be honest too, I watched a good chunk of True Grit on my phone um, because I had to take my daughter to a event at her middle school. It was like it was like a festival, so she was like running around like doing rides and like games and stuff like that. And I'm sitting on a bench watching True Grit with headphones on on my, <laughs> my phone because um, I had to watch because I was watching a movie a day
1: oh yeah that's so right so yeah. this
0: was where I could fit my movie in it just happened to be True Grit so I'm excited to watch it on a TV because <laughs> I don't feel like I gave the movie uh, the fair shake it deserves by watching it on my phone keep in mind I loved it then so I'm very much looking forward to re-watching it where I'm giving it 100% of my attention um, and knowing that we're going to be uh, talking about it in great detail for our next episode yes um, in the meantime, if you, uh, want to reach out to us, you want to tell Corey how wrong she is about this movie, or if you want to tell me how right Corey is about this movie, you can reach to, uh, out to us on social media. I am at Burke reviews, Corey
1: at Corey, our star to ours on the end.
0: And if you like what we're doing, please rate and review the podcast. It helps us to find new listeners. Uh, it takes a lot of time to do what we do. So we appreciate you listening and telling people about us. um, again we'd love to hear your thoughts on the movies that we watch you can uh hit us up on social media or download the anchor.fm app on your uh android or iphone device apple device um and you can call us uh call our show from the app leave a voicemail for us and you could potentially end up on an episode uh we want to thank you for listening and until next time keep watching movies this has been a Berk Reviews podcast berkreviews.com do you like movies do you like podcasts or are you just lonely if the answer is yes and even if it's not
1: then check out the what I watch tonight shows filmtastic selection of podcasts covering the entire movie verse there's something for everyone so come check it out more details at what I uk or from all good podcast providers